Yo, 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 what's up? Welcome to Set Apart. I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and I am super pumped about this one. Okay, listen, I love friendships. I love relationships. I've learned a lot. I've been on all sides of friendships, okay? I've been hurt. I've been the person that's hurt people. And there's one thing I know that's important. It's humility, love, and it's filtering everything through the Lord's heart and through his word to love people so that we don't have walls up, but that we have healthy boundaries where we need them. So I hope that you enjoy it. Um, In just a second, I'm going to announce who the winner is in the podcast from this week's drawing. And if you find value in this podcast at all, it would mean the world if you would go give it a rating and write a review. And every week, the people who wrote a review from the previous week are entered in to win from a drawing, a book, a prophetic art print, and a handwritten word from yours truly. I love you guys so much. Way to be set apart. And here we go on relationships. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm super pumped about this one. I love talking about friendships. And there's two things I wanted to address today. And we're talking about who you're surrounding yourself with. And how on earth do we walk in forgiveness in these relationships? Like, what does that look like? And there's so many ways we could go. But to keep it short, I'm going to hit these two main points. But first, I want to say thank you so much, guys, for rating this. As I said in the intro, it means a lot. And I wanted to give a shout out to Redeemed Allison for winning this week's drawing. She wrote, Anointed and Inspiring. I believe that Jamie Lynn carries an anointing to inspire others to go deeper in their relationship with the Lord, as well as contagious joy that overflows from true intimacy. Her messages will stir up a hunger in you for more of Jesus. Her passion to see others set apart and on fire for the Lord is beautiful. I highly recommend her podcast. Allison, thank you so, so much. Your words mean so much to me, guys, and I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to uh, announce next week's winner at the beginning of the podcast. Giving away gifts is one of my favorite things to do. And by you guys going on and rating this podcast and writing a review, it helps give more traction to this podcast so others who don't yet know about it can hear about this podcast. So let's dive on in, okay? Okay. So have y'all heard this lately? There's this big thing I've noticed going around on social media. People don't serve you, get rid of them. Like if people don't serve you, say bye. And I'm like, whoa. And there's not really an explanation to it. And then people are like, yes, amen, there it is. And really I'm like, there's so much more to this than throwing this saying out there. And it feels so cold hearted and not in the nature of Jesus to say such a thing and then walk on. Listen, you and I are called to love the hell out of this world, which means if someone is agreeing with something that leads to destruction, it doesn't mean run the other way. You might have healthy boundaries and they don't have to be your best friend, but sure enough, we're called to love them. If somebody is in a burning building, meaning they're they're leading a path that leads to destruction, I would want to tell them, hey, the building is on fire because if I don't, somebody else may not have the courage to. And to me, that's part of being in the kingdom of heaven. And I do it from love, not because I'm judging them, not because I'm criticizing them, but there's things that happen. And then what do we do when you keep telling somebody and they're not listening? So that's what I kind of want to dive in, okay? Relationships, they're so important. They help us reveal what we really are in Christ. And I think that whatever comes up in a relationship is a strong dictator of like, how deep in the word are we? How active are we in this word that we read? And so let's dive in my friends. Okay. In Proverbs, it says showing kindness to the poor is equal to honoring your maker. 
Showing kindness to the poor is equal to honoring your maker. Okay, so showing kindness to the poor. I would consider the poor being people who are in weakness, people who don't have a full revelation of what it means to be whole because there are a lot of quote-unquote poor people who can't afford things that are happier than people who are the wealthiest, right? But when I think about this in terms of friendship, I think of showing kindness to the poor as it's equal to honoring my maker. So maybe somebody doesn't know how to be a good friend yet in an area, okay? And there's grace for that always. There's grace to be who we're called to be when we don't know how to do it in our flesh, okay? So I think of poor, like when I can love somebody, when I can be kind to them, even when they can't give me anything in return, all right? I'm honoring my maker in return. So let's dive into who we're close to, all right? So Jesus, Jesus was kind to the poor, right? I mean, that's like true religion is taking care of the orphan, the widow, and not being caught up by the ways of this world, right? Well, so we want to take care of the poor. And a lot of people are poor in friendship. They don't yet know how to be a good friend, okay? And that doesn't mean you have to be like, peace out, bye, so check it out. Jesus was close to Peter, James, and John, okay? But he had 12 close friends, the disciples. And out of the 12, there was one who betrayed him significantly, and we all know his name, Judas. What I love about it is that Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him and still invited him to eat at the table and loved him, right? He was aware of who Judas was. He had discernment in his heart towards who he is, but he was still invited to the table. Now, was he Peter, James, or John? Was he one of those close ones that he dove deep with? No. But he still said, there's still room for you at the table, okay? Because I love you. Think about the person who's hurt you the most. Would you ever invite them to the table? (laughs) Like, wow. Okay. It's okay to still love those who've hurt us, right? And we want to bless those who've cursed us. But that doesn't mean you have to tell them everything or trust them with your secrets. It doesn't mean you have to be rude and say, if they don't serve you, peace out. I don't like that language, okay? I forgive you if you wrote that, okay? I'm just kidding. (laughs) But here's the deal. What does the word of God say? Okay, let's dive in. Because here's the thing. In relationships, like, when we, when we're, things are going to show up in a relationship. When we walk close with people, it's going to be a strong, like, things that come up. Am I offended? Am I hurt? Why? And then the way we choose to respond rather than react in that moment says a lot about how much we really believe in the word. And by that, I mean, you can read something and you can say you believe in the word, but you really don't believe it unless you can put action to it. So there's a lack of faith or lack of trust in who God is when we're not lining up with the scripture. Bum, 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 bum. I know it's kind of intense, but let's be real. Romans 16, 17 through 20. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you've learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. And later on, it goes on to say, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Okay. The woman I'm closest to and the reason why I'm married to my husband is because all of these people are the ones who look at me with God's heart. They see who I was made to be and they love me right from that place. If I feel conviction on something, they don't question it or judge it. They respect it and I do the same for them. If I hurt their feelings, they tell me if I haven't beat them to it. If they do something that hurts me, I tell them unless they beat me to it. 
because that's what real friendship looks like. And that's so scary for so many people, okay? But these are my close friends. And when I'm close with people, it's rare to have these hard conversations as much because you know the posture and you know the heart of the other person. But you know their posture and you know their heart because you have to start having these conversations to be able to go deeper. And later on as you go, you have to have less and less conversations from my experience because there's not as many walls up and you can see their heart. But in Romans, when it says to watch out for those that cause division and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you've learned, I have had so many friends who have wanted me, when, when it was my conviction, okay, and hear me out, sometimes when I share this, it's easy for people to start navel gazing and say, well, I don't feel that way. Is there something wrong with me? That's not what this podcast is about, okay? You have to, you have to pursue Jesus with all your heart. And you have to trust what the spirit within you says, because the spirit will convict you, okay, Um, regarding, um, the spirit will convict you regarding the things that you are called to walk in, right? And you can't compare your walk with somebody else's, right? So like, for me, I don't drink alcohol, okay? I used to, but I don't. And when I first stopped drinking alcohol, I had a friend that was constantly like, please just have a drink with me. Please just have a drink with me. And that's not the kind of person you want to be super close to because they, for for me at that time, now, now me and that person are really close, let me tell you. But we weren't spiritually on the same page, so they couldn't encourage me where I was. So what did I do? I didn't have to have this lengthy conversation of, hey, I can't be your friend. It was just more like, hey, I let them know, hey, this is my conviction. I'm not judging you for that. But for you to want me to do that with you is for you to not hear what God has done in my life. They still didn't understand it, okay? But here's the deal. They were still a friend in my life, but they weren't one of my closest friends because I didn't feel like I needed to close the door on their friendship. That was for me, and it's different in different ways, okay? Now, I have had a friendship, too, where I was slandered a lot. I mean, I've even been on the other side of that. In college, and high school, you know, like out of insecurity, you slander somebody because it makes you feel better and then people around you agree and that's just so hateful. It's so not kind, right? And so I feel like I've learned to be a good friend because I've been on both ends of it, okay? Not only have I been hurt, but I've hurt people as well, which makes me so sad. I hate that I've done that, but listen, that's not who I am. I don't live with regret. I don't live with the shame because I know that I am a good friend and I know what it looks like to have a good friend. So what, what does it look like? Um, what does it look like to have friends like this? Okay. Do you have friends like this that, that will look at you and say, Hey, so-and-so like, I believe in you. They encourage you. They don't get jealous. They don't get envious. Like they truly love you. Okay. And if you don't have these friends, why? Like What's happening? Are you isolating yourself? Because Proverbs 18.1 says, An unfriendly person isolates himself and seems to care only about his own issues, for his content of sound judgment makes him a recluse. (laughs) Have you ever had a season of isolation where you just didn't really care about anything but yourself? Let's be real, okay? So then if somebody were to call you higher or encourage you or a mentor were to say something that was sound and beautiful, you couldn't even hear them because you were so isolated? You can't isolate yourself from good people, okay? Not only that, are you being the type of friend you want others to be for you? Are you trustworthy? Are you encouraging? Are you loyal? Are you loving? Are you patient? Are you kind? Are you slow to anger? Are you quick to forgive? Are you the one that'll stand up for your friend when they're not around if somebody else is saying something poopy? Are you the one who doesn't slander other people when your friends are around? 
We need to be the friend we want to have. But we can't do that without Jesus. <laughs> and so I have to say, I know that I would want to be friends with me because I know I'm a trustworthy person. And if I mess up, I'm very quick to say, hey, I shouldn't have said that. And I want you to know I'm really sorry. And I'm really sorry that I said that in your presence because I value you more than to taint your ears with what I said. I mean, this is something I'm really, like, I feel very strongly about, okay? <laughs> and so many times, it's hard and we don't realize, like, we expect people to be so much more than we are ourselves. And that's not fair. But that's something the world kind of puts on us. That's what the world shows us. And so we can be super hard on people for not being what we can't even be ourselves. So that starts with reading the word. That starts with watering your heart with the spirit, being friends with God, feeding your heart with the word, and just allowing yourself to become what you behold. Oftentimes the things that we behold are the reason why we are the way we are today. So are you watching a show filled with gossip? It blows my mind how many Christians do that I'm going to be honest because then it like you become what you behold not only are you making way for that spirit to like enter into your world let's be real what you put in your ears what you put through your eyes whatever you allow into your body is what comes out right so I'm very I'm very big on not gossip I can't stand it when people are like oh I want to hear the one oh the 411 on Billy Bob I don't know why I said that name but <laughs> I just don't get it But another thing I have learned, I will say, in being a good friend, even to my close friends, is to not over-process because that can lead to gossip and it's often more than we think. So this is what I mean. You can't tell everybody everything, all right? So many times we have this thought and it's so easy to want to run to our friends and share it with five different people, tell them the exact same story, process with them, ask them their thought, and guess who we didn't go to first? The Lord. (laughs) I used to do this, okay? Check it out. Years ago, I would process everything I was hearing with the Lord or everything that was going on with my friends. Not always was that gossip, okay? Because there were things that I would hear from the Lord and it's like, what am I going to gossip? The Lord isn't that way, right? But it's like, I was putting my process with my friends before what I was processing with the Lord, which was just a lack of maturity. And then there's times when a situation goes on where I've been guilty of processing with a friend, even if it's your best friend, even if it's one person you process everything with, okay, hear me out. If you haven't filtered everything to the Lord first, okay, it's very hard to not gossip when you process everything with them. And this this could be your best friend, the person that you trust more than anybody, okay? But there are oftentimes, now I've noticed this habit I have, I will go to the Lord and over half the things I go to him about, I don't even need to discuss with my friend. Is that not crazy? I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. The Lord just filtered that out. But when he's my number one, he process, I process everything with him. And if, you know what? I even have the kind of friends now where they would even tell me like, hey girl, what's the Lord saying? If I was ever weak in a moment and they did that. Thank you, Lord. That took some time though to get there, y'all. That ain't even a joke. But I have to say like, If we can learn to filter everything that goes on, all the hurt, all the pain, everything that's going on in our lives with God first, you'll be surprised what can happen. Because we're going to have to have hard conversations with people. And I want to dive into this because I think this is really important. But first, I just want to say, I want to encourage you, like, 
Be the friend that God has called you to be. And when people don't know how to be a good friend to you, it doesn't mean you cut them out and be rude. You don't even always have to tell them, hey, I can't be your friend. I don't trust you. (laughs) You can just naturally set up healthy boundaries. Maybe you have a big group get together and you all go to dinner. Great. But maybe when you want to talk to somebody and pour out your heart about what's going on in your life because you need somebody to remind you of how awesome you are, that's for somebody else that you do trust. Are you feeling me on this, guys? You following me? Okay, so are you being that friend too for people? And sometimes it's really hard. When you have to break a habit, when you've been one way with friends and you're going to have to start being another, sometimes you just need to say, hey, I feel really convicted on X, Y, Z. And as my friend, I'm asking you to help hold me accountable. My desire is to process with the Lord first and my desire is to be honoring in all that I say. So if forever a moment you think that I'm off, I'm giving you permission to speak into my life. Please help me be a good friend. I want you to know that you can trust me and I wanna be a person people trust. Because let me tell you, with the maturity and the growth of being a good friend, more people will come to you and I know undoubtedly that Jamie Lynn Walnow is a trustworthy friend which is why I believe the Lord's calling me into women ministry, women's ministry more because I believe I'm a woman that women can trust because I love them and I'll take their burdens before the Lord and I'll encourage them into who the Lord made them to be. But let's go to part two, okay? Having hard conversations and walking in forgiveness. Okay, I love this. I'm really passionate about this and if All my close friends would tell you that I'm really passionate about this and I'm good at this. And I say this because I've been on both sides, okay? I've been the person that hasn't had the conversation. I've been the person that's had the conversation with, that somebody's talked to, that somebody hasn't had the courage to talk to, so they turned around and slandered me and it hurt when they could have just come to me. I've been the person that slandered people. I mean, come on. I've been a part of it all. And the only thing that feels like true freedom is love, okay? So when you love someone, you want to stay close to them right? Which requires hard conversations. Hard conversations have the ability to bring you closer and deeper with them. So many people think, oh my goodness, they're going to think I'm angry. Conflict resolution. Okay. Which I like that term, but like some people think conflict, conflict. Oh my goodness. They're going to think I'm mad at them, whatever it is, but avoiding them and avoiding the hard things that have happened builds up walls between you and that person. But here is the key ingredient that I have learned, okay? And I love this because it's with God. We can't have these hard conversations without God, or yes, it is true. There should be fear, and there should be all this other stuff without God, okay? But with God, none of that can exist. So, what does Jimmy Lynn do, and what do I encourage you to do? Before you ever have a hard conversation with somebody who has hurt your feelings, said something you don't agree with, is living in a way that you know isn't the way God designed them to live, you go to the Lord and you wait until you are filled with love and you know that God has given you such a deep depth and love for who he created them to be, okay? So that's how you posture your heart in humility, okay? So you can't control the way they respond, but you can control the way that you do. But I don't mean just out loud. I also mean in your heart. Like we are 100% responsible for us. You're responsible for you and I'm responsible for me within myself and my thoughts and all of that. Matthew 15. If your brother or sister sins, I think this is Matthew 14 actually, 15 through 16. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you've won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. 
Okay, let, let's backtrack here, okay? The scariest part of all this for so many people, I've been there, okay? If your sister or your brother sins, okay, go and point out their fault. That already sounds intense, okay? But this isn't like a, I'm judging you and I'm criticizing you. This is like, hey, I have love for this person and they're on a path of destruction. Or, hey, I have love for this person and they hurt my feelings and I don't want this wall up. I actually want to stay close to them, which is why I'm going to talk to them. And you do it just between the two of you. That doesn't mean go to Cindy Luhu and tell Cindy everything you hate about them and why you're so angry at them. That is not how you process before you go talk to somebody. You go to the Lord and you say, God, my, my feelings are hurt. And I know I need to say something and I don't know how. Will you please reveal to me in your word? Will you show me your heart for them and teach me how to have this conversation with them? The only way to get good at this is to start doing it. <laughs> Here's another thing. What if your friend is consistently doing something and you love them, but nobody's saying anything because they're all afraid to, but you're the one who has courage to speak in such love and they're not even aware of it, okay? And you're the one who points it out with such love and humility and says, I love you and I've noticed this and I feel like I don't want it to push people away. I feel like it's pushing me away a little bit and I want to stay close to you. And this is really hard for me to have this conversation with you, but can... Can, like, what can we do? How can I help you here? Do you see it? Like, help me out. Like, come in humility. Okay? But once again, before you go to them, pray and let your heart be filled with love for who God says they are. Right? So, also, come into the conversation ready to listen and understand what they'd like to share or say about the situation. I never go in accusing angry mad. So, let me give an example, okay? And you don't have to blame, all right? We just want to seek understanding. So I had a friend who told me that another friend, and this has happened actually a lot of times, who told me another, like one of my best friends had said something really poopy about me. Yes, I just said poopy. <laughs> but they didn't, they said something really, it was, it would have been the equivalent of like saying that I was like a murderer. It was so extreme. And my initial thought was not, how could somebody say that about me? That's so mean. My initial thought, because I know the person was, oh, what is happening in their life? Like, what's what's going on in their heart that they would say that about me? Are they okay? Right? Because I know their heart, and I know they know mine. So if they said that about me, something's going on. And I told the person, I said, okay, you've told me that this person said this. So now, I just want you to know, I have to go and say something to them now. Like, I'm sorry you shared this with me. It was about me and I have to go. And I want you to know I'm going to do it in love. I'm not going to throw you underneath the bus, but I just, they need to know that I hurt. So I go to this person. I'm like, hey, I heard that so-and-so told me that this is what you shared about me. And I just wanted to know, first of all, is that true? And second of all, can you help me understand why it was said? Because I really love you and I want to know if I've done something to hurt you. And it gave that person room to speak into that ear. And it was amazing. And they were like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's okay. I forgive you. I love you. Okay. And it was, it was hard to have. Then there's times where people will say things they just don't like about you. And they just because the people they're around are in their weakness, they just feel weak. Maybe somebody did a business deal you don't agree with. Maybe somebody's talking about somebody else and it doesn't have to do with you. And you've said, hey, honey, boo boo, let me tell you, have you gone to them yet? Have you gone and spoken to them yet? You haven't? Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you to Suzy Q because you keep talking to me about Suzy Q. And you're, you're giving me the responsibility in Scripture to go to her with you and talk to her because you're not doing it. And scripturally, it says that we're to go and point out their fault just between the two of us and listen to them. 
But if And if they listen to us, then we've won them over. But if they won't listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three, right? So you have that person with you. And it goes on way more in depth, which hopefully it doesn't have to get to this point. Sometimes it does. And I've seen it happen in our church and it's super disheartening. But if they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or tax collector, which is kind of sad to me. But Hopefully it doesn't get to that point because God's kindness leads us to repentance. And if we can reflect his kindness, it will lead people to repentance. I'm a huge believer that if I can be kind beyond my hurt, beyond my feelings, because my feelings are good dictators of what's going on, but they're good servants, but they are not a good master. Okay. So my feelings cannot be the master of what's going on. But the fruits of the spirit can be because the spirit of God can be my master, right? And so I serve that master. So when I come in, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be slow to anger because that's who I am. So what do you do when you've been wrong, right? You, you, forgiveness is an act of your will and it's my will and it's a choice that we have. What do you do when you're jealous of somebody? In Proverbs 14.30, it says jealousy can make you sick. Literally. Did you know jealousy is cancer to your bones? There's other um, translations that say that. Wake unforgiveness and bitterness is bitterness is cancer to our bones jealousy can make you sick it is in his amazing word that reveals to us how quick we should be to forgive and not be jealous and that's an act of our will guys our feelings are not truth they're just showing you where you're at and you need to dive into the word and hear the truth until you know that you know that you know the word of god is louder than what your feeling is trying to say psalm 103 2 through 3 Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. I think the order of this is super significant, okay? So I praise the Lord, all my soul, and I remember everything good that he's done. I forget not all his benefits, right? Who forgives all my sins. He's forgiven me, so I must forgive everyone else, and he heals my diseases, I genuinely believe, and Dr. Caroline Leaf has amazing studies on this, that when we hold unforgiveness in our hearts, when we have that conversation circulating in our head over and over again with somebody, because we haven't had the courage to say it, it can produce literal sickness in our body. Did you know that those conversations can even fuel and feed cancer even deeper in our body? It's crazy. Okay, so the order of that, forget not all how amazing God is. So why should we not forgive everybody, right? And our diseases are healed. I know it's kind of extreme, okay? But I I really do believe, I do believe that if we hold on to forgiveness, it can physically make us sick. And there's studies that show it. Science and the word are combining and starting to prove the word of God. (laughs) Okay, Romans 6.16, don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. I wanted to share this scripture because I think it's really easy to be slaves to somebody else's thoughts. I think it's easy to believe that what somebody else thinks of us, says of us, or what we think somebody's thinking when they're not, that we can become a slave to that. And it can shut us down. And that's what we start to obey. We start to listen to the lies in our head about other people. We start harboring unforgiveness. And unforgiveness, we become a slave to that thing, which leads to death. Or 
we can become a slave to the word of God, which is true liberty and freedom. And, and what I love most about relationships is I've noticed the severe importance as I get older to really go deep with people who love God with all their heart and, and to really go deep with people who, who call me higher. I don't want to surround myself with people who tell me what I want to hear. I want to surround myself with people who know who I am in the Lord and they treat me that way. I want to surround myself with people when they know that when I look at them, when they come to me, they don't want me to pat the victim mentality on the back. They don't want me to pat their, like, I'm going to be sad with somebody. I'm going to say, man, I know that that hurts. What have you heard the Lord say? Okay, like, it's okay to cry. Have you cried yet? Good, let it out. Okay, now, what has the Lord told you? Those are the people I want to be surrounded with. I want to be surrounded by people when I know I'm not around. Somebody could say something really poopy about me and they'd say, uh, we're not talking about the same person because I know I'm that person. So who are you to your friends? Who are you surrounding yourself with? And do you have the courage to approach people with such deep love, knowing that you could actually go a lot deeper with them when you approach difficult conversations because you're filled with love and they see the love and they sense the love and your kindness leads them to repentance or it opens up a conversation for you to hear (laughs) that you heard them say something that they didn't mean. Because oftentimes our thoughts, the enemy can come in and our thoughts can stir up so much more than what the person actually meant or what they really said, which is like I'm always relieved to hear that. There's this woman, Sandy Ross. She's in San Antonio. You've heard me mention her before. I'm going to have to see if she can hop on here with me sometime. Um, But I love what she said the other day. She said, even if I know the person didn't mean anything mean by it, I know they have love for me, but they hurt my feelings with something they said. I'm going to go have a conversation with them and be like, listen, I know you didn't mean anything mean by this, but I just wanted you to know that it hurt my feelings. I know that wasn't your heart, but I just had to let you know that. And she's like, Did I need to go tell them? No. Did I? Yes. It keeps me close with them. It doesn't give the enemy any room to keep talking. So this is what I want to empower you to do. Okay. I did this last, I did this two weeks ago and it was a game changer for me. Okay. First, what I want you to do is who are the people in your head that you keep having conversations with over and over and over again? Okay. Find out what God says about them. Ask him who they are. Ask the Lord who these people are. And do you have the courage to call them and have the hard conversation? To meet up with them in person and be like, listen, I'm so sorry I didn't come to you sooner. Please forgive me. I love you so much and I want to stay close to you. Or hey, I have put up a wall between us because something happened and I want to apologize. Can you come to them in humility and apologize for not... We must apologize, guys, when we've held on to something for too long. So who are those people? Okay, first of all, I have to say, two weeks ago, seven people came up to me in my mind, not up to me. (laughs) Seven people came up in my mind that I was holding conversations with in my head. I didn't actually need to talk to all of them because the Lord came in and spoke truth, but two of them I did. And so I did. And I paced back and forth in our, in our living room. And I was like, God, this is so-and-so. I forgive this person. Lord, forgive me for holding all this debt and building all this debt up. They didn't, they didn't build this debt up, God. All these, every conversation, every debt that I'm holding against them, God, I forgive every thought I've had, every debt. I release them and I forgive them. And this is who you say they are, right? And two of the seven I called and had a conversation with. 
the rest, because I was with God and I was declaring these things, he spoke and I was like, done. And I haven't had a conversation floating. And some of these people I don't have conversations with in my head. I just didn't realize I was holding on to any hurt. And I was. But I took time to listen. And then I declared the word of God because it is so powerful. The second thing I want to encourage you to do is write down who your close friends are. And something I want to encourage you to do is ask your best friends, hey, how, what areas am I a good friend and what areas can I grow in as a friend? Because I want to be a really good one. I'm going to do that this week too, okay? Because I think that's super important. So I hope that this has been encouraging because listen, you are made to be an amazing friend. You are made to be an amazing businessman, woman. You are made to walk completely open and transparent with people in this world, but you are also made to not walk super deep with everybody, okay? Jesus had his three homies. You can have your three homies. You can have your 12 friends. You don't have to let the whole world into everything, but we are we are called to love the hell out of this world. We are called to love everybody, even those who slander us and betray us. So don't don't peace don't peace them out of your world, okay? So if you've pieced people out of your world, if you've slandered them, it's super easy. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't live with regret. Just ask the Lord Uh, Just go to the Lord and say, God, would you forgive me for saying this? And go to the people that you said anything to and say, hey, I'm sorry that I talked like that. That's not cool. I don't want to be that kind of person. That's not who I am. And don't don't live there. Don't stay there. The enemy wants you to stay there and feel shame and regret. Once you've been once you've asked for forgiveness, you've been forgiven. Okay. All right. I love you guys so much. And those who leave a review, a written review will be entered into win a book, a prophetic print and a handwritten card redeemed Allison girl you won so message me so I can send you your book your prophetic art print your handwritten letter and I love you guys so much this means the world to me to have you tune in stay tuned there's some amazing people coming up I can't wait to unleash this podcast every single week it makes my heart so happy to have a set apart family like you you are called to be set apart you're made to be set apart in our friendships In Jesus' name, you are set apart. You're a good friend because you walk with God in all things. Bless you. Have a great week. And I will see you on here next Wednesday.